Well, it was a long one. Thanks for feeling <laughs> the energy. Good. I'm glad. It's morning. Yes. We're doing an early morning record. We've got some energy. We're all good. How are you? I'm really good. Good. I'm glad. I, I'm I'm excited to talk about this movie. Me too. Uh, my name's Nick. I don't think we did We didn't that. do that. This is the Bottom of the Stream movie show. My name is Adam. Yeah. We're from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking this week about a movie called Body Cam. Body Cam, indeed. Which is like a, both a cop crime procedural yep. and also a ghosty horror film at the same time. Yeah, it's two films in one. Yeah. Double bang for your buck here. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> so Body Cam was released in 2020. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 36 minutes. Currently rated at 5.3 on IMDb. Yeah. Quite high. Middle, uh, middle. Do you know what? That's not a bad score, is it? No. Not for what we've done recently this yeah. season. No, it's not. Um, this film stars, in its lead role, Mary J. Blige. Sure. She plays a character called Renee Lamito-Smith. Um, she's she's a singer. <laughs> she's done overacting. She has, she's in a Netflix original called Mudbound, which yeah. apparently is really good. I've never seen. Um, but yeah, she's mainly a singer, I think. She is part of a developing theme the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We've had musicians starring in... In yeah, movies. that's true. We have. We a couple of weeks ago we had Fifty Cent. Yeah. Now we've got Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Who's going to be next? I don't know. Cliff Richard. Oh God. <laughs> um, also stars. I nearly made a joke then, and then I thought, no, we might get sued. Yeah, don't get sued by <laughs> Cliff Richard. He's got a history. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also stars a guy called Nat Wolf. He plays Danny Hollidge. Why um, do I know the name? I know the name. I didn't recognise the face. He's most famous. He's in Paper Towns. Right. Which is a film teeny film that came out a few years okay. ago he's also in the stand tv show that was made that may be where ago. i know that might be where you know the name from. From. um we we liked the stand at the time we don't like it so much now because amber heard's in it <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a very good adaptation of the book but i think it's too difficult to adapt i i don't know if anything one, can be a good adaptation of that book you can't adapt the stand it's not it's not possible i don't think um for, finally this film stars david zayas he plays sergeant kesper he's most famous for being in dexter I once went out on New Year's Eve dressed as him. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Uh, he's very famous for Dexter, uh, very famous for Oz as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, and he's also been in hundreds of movies that if you've yeah. not watched either of those shows, he's probably one of those faces that you'll go, oh yeah. Oh, it's that dude. I know that guy. Absolutely. I, I totally have... forgot that you dressed up with him as, for him as him. We used to go into, for, for New Year's Eve him. used to be a big like fancy dress thing in this town. Yeah. And yeah, one one year it was a TV and film theme we did. I think yeah. so. I just went as uh, Batista from Dexter. <laughs> I will find a picture. I'll put it in the Discord because I think I did really well. Uh, brilliant! <laughs> I've got his autograph on the wall in here somewhere as well. Up there. Oh yeah, yeah. Big Dexter, big Dexter fan. He's in the um, new series as well. Cool. The new Blood. So yeah, um, filmed, uh, written by a guy called Nicholas McCarthy. Um, he has featured on this show before. Oh, interesting. Um, not. Interestingly, not for writing a full film. Okay. He has a writing credit on Holidays. Oh, the, the, um, the anthology, anthology thing yeah. that we did. I don't know which one he wrote, Yeah, but he wrote one of them. Okay. Well, a couple of them were all right. Yes. Uh, most famously, he wrote The Pact, which was a horror film that came out a few years ago. Right. Um, second writer credit on this is Richard Rydell. He doesn't have any other credits on IMDb other than this. Okay. So I assume he was just helping Nicholas McGarvey. Um, directed by a guy called Malik Vital. I mean, he hasn't done many films, but he did do a Netflix original called Imperial Dreams a few years ago, I think 2014. Okay. 
Um, I've not seen it or heard of it. I have now added it to the long list because <laughs> I hadn't seen it or heard of it. Bye. <laughs> Do you have a one-word review of Body Cam? Um, cam girl. <laughs> okay, that might give the wrong impression of what this film is, <laughs> but that's fine. But it's not inaccurate. Not inaccurate. I inaccurate. mean, no. I read a little bit on this movie after I'd watched it. Okay. And that it was actually due a cinema release. Oh, was it really? Uh, in 2019. Right. Uh, and it Didn't was pulled one. by Paramount. Oh, right. And went straight to On Demand instead. Interesting. Uh, it, it was actually uh, in the early days of the pandemic, um, moved to an On Demand release. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Fascinating. This is interesting. I can't imagine this getting a cinema release, if I'm honest. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel very cinematic. cinematic. No. It feels like a straight-to-DVD movie. And it's... I, I'm, I can't, Maybe I'm kind of doing a disservice because, well, we'll get into a performance as we talk about this movie. But when you see a movie led by Mary J. Blige, that screams straight-to-video, yeah, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah, Straight-to-DVD. Does I mean, uh, there are some things about this film that are done really well. Um, I will say this film aims high. Yeah, it does. It has um, it has a story to tell. It's again from 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 the synopsis last week. I always try to go to these knowing as little as possible. Yeah, I thought we are getting a standard ghosty ghost spirits chase yep. cops. It's a very bland oh. synopsis until the word supernatural comes into it right at the end, and you're like, okay, that's interesting. But I was not expecting the social, political yeah, commentary a, side of this There's movie. a social commentary, definitely, to this film. So, let's get at it. Let's get at it, indeed. Where does this film start, Nick? It's the news. <laughs> Bottom of the stream trope. A news report starts. In fact, this well. movie both opens and closes with the news. It does, indeed. Which is a lovely bookend. Um, and we see on the news that a... A uh, police officer has been found not guilty of shooting an unarmed black man. Yeah. Uh, and straight away, I'm like, interesting. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to do a lot with this, aren't yeah. we, this movie? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah there's... Uh, there's, there's protests kicking yeah, off on the street. There's rioting in the streets. And, and, and look, one of, one of the good things about this movie is that instantly you're thinking, okay... We're very present day. You yeah. know, this this is current. This you could you could do some really interesting things with what you're trying to say with this movie. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh I can't wait to see if they can pull some of this <laughs> off. Absolutely. Because you've got to be quite nuanced. Yeah. And that's not a lot of that's not a feature we see in a lot of the movies that we watch on this show. Telling this telling this story and telling those social commentaries from the point of view of a cop. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. No, not and at all. that's what they're trying to do here. Um, public opinion of the police is at an all-time low. I, and I really, li- yeah, and I really liked this first scene. Yeah. So same. this cop walks into a cafe. Uh, the cafe is, I presume, in a minority-type yeah. neighbourhood. Yeah. The uh, couple running the cafe are black. Yeah. Uh, the cop has to ask like three times to get a get a drink. Yeah, they just ignore it. They're watching this news report on the TV, and they just and, and they, the the guy behind the bar at the cafe says, "You're not welcome here today." Yeah, 
I don't know. It, it piqued my interest straight away. Straight away. He gave him the coffee, but he wouldn't yeah. accept his money for it. Yeah. He was like, your, your money's not welcome here. And the cop looks a bit devastated by yeah, that. Yeah, he does. He's like, okay, fine. It's obviously the cafe he goes in all the time. Yeah. Um, but he walks out, he uh, he leaves, he doesn't cause any scene. And he goes on parole. And he starts, patrol? Pa- patrol, not parole. <laughs> <laughs> goes on parole. He goes on patrol. Um, he's on his own, he's got no partner for some reason. And he's just like driving around the town trying to make sure everything's in order. It's fucking yeeting it down outside, it's, isn't it's, it? It's raining heavily, <laughs> is how you would describe it. Um, and he sees a over and mysterious looking van. So he he follows it, basically. Yeah. He, uh, he notices one of the headlights is out, or yeah. the taillights out. So he puts on his blues and twos, pulls the van over. Interesting, when he gets out of the car, he turns on his body cam. We see this a lot. The the word body cam is in the title of the film. And, we, and we, they're all wearing them at all. Yeah, and we switch now between like the cinematic view. Yeah, and the body cam and view. And the body cam And view. also the dash cam view of his yeah. car. Um, and... He pulls over this van. Um, why do the cops always touch the back end of a car? Have you noticed? I don't know why they do it. They always touch the back light as they walk past it. Oh, they do. It's it's highlighted a good few times in this okay. film. Every time they walk past the car, they touch the rear tail light or the back of the car. I was just trying. There to... must be a reason for it because it's highlighted a few okay. times. I just spotted it. Don't know why. Um, nobody responds from inside this car. Um, so he, he gets a bit shouty, starts he, shouting at the car. Yeah, he shines his flashlight in there. Was this? It looked like there was like a bloody rag in on the seat yeah, or something. Yeah, something was on the seat. Um, so he starts shouting at the car. He pulls his gun. Um, still nobody responds. Um, and then a lady gets out of the driver's seat of this. Yeah, car. I mean, yeah, you can see it's a, it's it's a lady. Yeah. she's got like a poncho on. It's a small she? diminutive figure. Yeah, wearing hooded, a poncho, hooded figure, rain a rain slicker type thing. She still doesn't respond to him. She just stands looking at him. Yeah. It's, it's quite disturbing to start with, to be fair. And then something even more disturbing happens because he just suddenly, this cop gets thrown up into the just air. He gets pulled off, doesn't he? <laughs> he's a vulgar it. He just, yeah, through the air, I mean. Yeah, he gets pulled through the air all of a sudden. And you can you get it from his body cam perspective. Yeah. Because I was like, because I was writing as well, I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Because I didn't get it. So I rewound. I had to watch that bit yeah, twice. Same. Because it happens so quick. He's just all of a sudden just in the air looking, his body cam's looking down at the ground. Um, And then the the film cuts away at that point and we get the words 12 hours earlier sure. on the screen. And we go into a interview. There's a, there's some sort of interview going on. There's a different cop interviewing a lady cop who is Renee, is Mary J. Blige's yeah. character. This is the first time we meet her. Um, and she, he's basically checking that she's fit to go back to work. Yes. He's, um, she's been away from work. He says to her, have you moved on from your son's death? Yeah. So she's been off work because her son's died. We don't, we do find out how, but not at this point. Uh, she responds with, I need to work. So he recommends her return to active duty on a night shift. Yeah. That's how that scene ends. Now, can I make my first general nitpick? Yes. Nitpick. <laughs> oh, that could be our new thing. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a new feature, everybody. Nitpicks. I don't know if it is because... We obviously watch a lot of movies at the bottom of the stream. Yeah. That is our whole reason for being here. And we see a lot of tropes repeating themselves. We do. I feel, especially for female characters, the whole sort of, I've got a dead kid. It does come up a lot. Feels overused. There are other things that could happen in in your life, especially 
sex aside, but I, for female characters, yeah. I feel like it's a real trope of, oh, I lost a child. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. There's other stuff that can happen to someone to give them a trauma. Yeah. I just feel we see it loads. We do see it. It needs it in this. This film's about dead children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the, the basis behind yeah. it. But you're right, we do see it a lot. And it is like the only thing that can traumatize a woman, apparently. Yeah. So, so that's a good Nick pick. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, we cut from there to, we meet David Zayas, his Sergeant Hester for the, Hester? I think that was his name. Uh, Hesker. Hesker. Well, we meet him for the first time. He's given a Sergeant's briefing in the briefing room. This dude looks great in a cop uniform. Yeah. That's what I've written. He just, he just oozes cop. Yeah, I think he plays cops in everything. Well, he, he, no, because he was in Oz, he was a mafia boss. He was great at that as well. No, he's just great. He just <laughs> looks great in a cop's uniform. Uh, but this is like the sort of uh, start of shift yeah. briefing, isn't it? And yeah, it's yeah. like, welcome back to Officer Lamento. Yeah. I, I will say as well, <laughs> I struggled <laughs> with their character name. Because <laughs> I kept thinking about the guy of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Pimento. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I say Rene... Yeah, it's just to help me out. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's back. It's her first shift back on duty. It's yeah. a night shift. The shift's just about to start. She's been partnered up with a rookie. Yeah, um, for the first time. Uh, Dan Hollidge. Danny Hollidge. Yeah, that's his name. Um, it turns out he's not a complete rookie. It's just like he's in his first his few months. Months. Yeah, he's yeah. been around the block a few times. Um, then they have some banter with the other guys. The other we meet some of the other cops. Yeah. They've left some boxing gloves on her steering wheel. She'd punched somebody. That's why she punched a suspended. civilian. That's why she'd been suspended. Yeah. Um, so they'd left some boxing gloves on her steering wheel. That sort of, you know, like cop banter. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually put in my notes, this is not bad so far. So far, I'm in. <laughs> so far, so good. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, I really like this scene as well. So Because this is like... The, yeah, it was good. It's almost spooky, but then it, it turns out good. not to be. So they're driving, they're on pa- 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 parole, patrol. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I say that properly? They're on patrol and they it's nighttime, it's raining. And they spot a kid who's just like sitting in the middle of the road. Yeah. Which is a bit mysterious. There's nobody else around. He's just playing in the road. Just playing in the road in the middle of the night yeah. in the rain. So they pull the car over, they get out, they head towards This the is kid. not a affluent neighbourhood that they are currently driving through, by no, the way. I think that's a, a fair way of saying it. They approach this kid, um, trying to get a response. He doesn't respond. That's a boy. Um and so they eventually start like, not shouting, but like raising their voices to yeah. try and get this kid's attention. And he just ignores them. And then people start coming out of houses. Yeah. And eventually there's a whole crowd scene around them. This kid's just, he is nothing weird's going on. No, he's he's just, just playing in the street. Yeah. And his mum comes running out and tells him to uh, back away from the kid. And these are all like African-American people. Yeah. And I was saying, you're, you're, you're not, not welcome, welcome here. here. Cops are not welcome here. Yeah. It's weird. Get away. Go away. And... Danny's they, starting to panic. Danny's visibly. panicking because he's feeling like this is a dangerous situation that yeah. we found ourselves in. Renny's not some. Renee's not. And so she much, does manage to calm it down. She does calm the situation she's down. Away. She, I'm, you know, she pulls Danny just, away. Just, just looking for his welfare. Just, yeah, just making sure he's okay. It's, it's fine. We're not up to anything. So, but look, I thought it did a real good job of getting over the the sort of the pressure of the situation yeah. and the atmosphere surrounding the the city. Yeah, and the relationship with the cops to yeah. the city. Um, but she she sorts the situation out. She manages to back Danny away. She gets him back to the car and they leave. They just drive away. Yeah. It was a really tense And scene. he says to her, I, you handled that really well. Yeah. He, he compliments yeah, well, her. I'm, I'm glad I'm sort of out with, with you. With you guys. Um, then they got a call on their radio. 
saying that a, another cop car is not responding to calls. So can somebody, the closest person, go and investigate? And they are the closest person. Yeah. Um, they pull up behind this car. Now, this is the car that was pulled over in the road earlier yeah. that we... We're back to we're the... Back we've to, caught up in time. Yes, we have. We are 12, 12 hours. hours has passed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the car's abandoned. And Rene also notices that all the streetlights are out. Yeah. So it's pretty dark. Car's abandoned. It's just parked in the road. There's nothing else around it. Um, the car also has four flat tyres. Yes. Which she notices straight away. And then when she gets around the front of the car, there is loads of blood. Just on all the, over the car, on the bonnet, on the pavement, yeah, on the pavement, on, on, on the, the road. bumper, and some teeth are also yeah. on the bait on the bonnet of the car. Oh, that's always grisly, man. Teeth are never good. When no. teeth are not in her body, <laughs> it's never a good thing to see, is it? Um, she gets into the car. She goes and has a look, see if she can figure out what's going on. She gets into yeah the the cops car. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and she checks out the dash cam footage. Yeah, she plugs her laptop in, sees what's on the dash cam. Um, she she witnesses this the, the pull, stop, pull, pull pull over pull over that's stop. a jumper. <laughs> what, is it, what do they call it? Stop and the traffic stop. I don't stop know. and search. Or whatever yeah. they call it. Traffic stop. Um, she witnesses that the camera's all glitchy and cutting out all the time, but she does get to see it. But it cuts out just before he was pulled off into the sky. Yeah, we don't see that, and then it cuts back in just as he lands face first on the bonnet of the car. Grizzly out of nowhere. It is really grizzly. The teeth go flying, and he's taken again. Flying. And then he's then yeah he kind of he's still alive at this point he crawls yeah. towards the car, so it's more towards the dash cam and then he gets pulled backwards again, yeah. and she sees all that through this dash cam footage, um and then they so she heads in that kind of direction to where he got pulled off yeah they uh, they yeah they partner up again don't they yeah and and they sort of search together yeah so they head into this field in this like side of the road area and eventually they find his body. On a fence, impaled on a fence. Yeah. That's quite high. He would never have been able to get him up there on his own. Sure. And they call in the backup because there's a dead cop. So they have to call in the backup. And then we cut away and there's loads of ambulances and loads, yeah. loads more cop cars there. And there's a whole crime scene. Lights there's the a background. crime scene situation yeah. going off. Casper uh, turns up. <laughs> no, I'm sergeant. not going to get that. The sergeant turns up. David Zayas character turns up. He's talking to her. He's trying to get the story out of Rene of what she's seen. She's explaining what she saw in the dust camp footage. I was a bit confused here. Yeah. Because I, I don't think, I don't know if it was me or if the movie did not do a good job. I was, I was, was she saying, there was like a forensics lady. Yeah. Was she saying the dash, there was nothing on the dash cam? Yeah, she did say exactly that. The, the dash cam and the body cam, his body cam, were both completely blank. Yeah. There was no footage on there. Yet they played for... For Rene. For Rene. Rene's the only person that ever seen yeah. it. Seed it, Seed and it. the the reason I more got that was more from the synopsis you read out <laughs> last week's episode. Yeah, because it said in the because the synopsis the says plays for her. Yeah, the footage will only play for her. They didn't make a big thing of that in this. No, they didn't. It was mentioned as a line. Here. Yeah, well, it's mentioned a couple it. of times. But yeah. yeah, they don't make a big thing of it. But she, she basically she saw this footage, and now the forensics people are saying this footage. She doesn't seem that freaked out by it either. No, no, that's fair. It's weird. Hmm. But this footage doesn't exist, even though she claims to have seen it. Um, they Basically, they don't believe her. Yeah. They, they think she's making something yeah. up. because she's unreliable, because she hit that guy. Yeah. So and she's her first night back, or whatever. Yeah, so we go and we find out more about this now, because her and Danny get sent home, and so they go for a drink in a bar. And she explains to me what's happened, so she's like, I hit this guy, now everyone's waiting for me to fuck up again. Yeah. Um, that's why I was took off the streets for eight months. So it's been eight months since she's been off, off the street. And, and she's just... She's, she tells him, you know, I hit this guy because he was he he was racist to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and and 
Danny's like, well, he, it, we know. It sounds like he fucking deserved it. Yeah. Um, and then she says, my kid's dead as well. He yeah. drowned in the neighbor's pool. Yeah, dr- the kid drowned in the neighbor's pool. They don't, we don't really understand the timeline of no. when each of these things happened. No. But that's the reason why she's been off the road for so long. Um, and then she goes home. She tells her husband about her dead cop friend. Yeah. Because we didn't mention that they're like quite, they used to be partners, the guy who she, who's been killed and Renee. Um, and her husband tells her to leave it. He's like, you're too close to this. It's too much. We've just been through this. First day back. My, my first day back. <laughs> your old partner's died and you've just been through this incredibly traumatic thing with your son. Um, so he tells her to take a step back. Um, she's too close to it. But she says, I've got to do something. I've got to, if I can solve this, then that might make my brain better. If this was a properly good film, <laughs> would we have had, or should we have had more there? But of her home... A home life. Her husband's like well, a bit part character, isn't it? Yeah, and and I feel like we get real edited highlights of a longer conversation of them. That's fair. Or of him trying to help her or support her. Yeah. And it just it doesn't. I'm I'm almost kind of like, would it have been better to not have the husband character at all? Yeah. Because then I wouldn't have that question in my mind of, I don't think this is how real people would talk. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think if yeah. the the whole idea of her being alone is the basis of this film. It's like she's got nobody she can confide in, so she needs to get this case solved. Yeah. So if she was genuinely alone, it probably would be better. Possibly, yeah. Okay. He only comes up twice. I think this is only he's only got two scenes. I think. Um, that night she has a dream, and she's basically dreaming of this footage that she's seen. Yeah, it's like playing back in her head, isn't it? Yeah, this bit was a stretch for me. I didn't yeah. really enjoy this bit. Um, and she notices on the leg of the girl, the lady that was pulled over is a cross. Yeah. Um, and she instantly recognises that as the logo for a, a hospital that her son was in. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a cross. Yeah, it's a logo. <laughs> it's a logo. For the hospital. But yeah. Basically, it's a bit of a jaggedy cross, isn't it? Yeah. And then she instantly gets like... Uh, She's got like a baby book, hasn't she, of her son? Yeah. And the cross is right there on the front on of the front book. Because it was like issued where by this, the... Where her son was born album. in this yeah. same hospital. And then so she goes on this hospital's website and looks at the staff page. Yeah. Finds a, a woman who's quite kind of short and matches the description. And just goes, well, that must be the woman that he pulled over in the footage. Yeah, and does yeah. Get, uh, gets a background check. I feel it. like there's a neater way to do that, that... It just felt like that's a real stretch to go from a cross that you remember in a dream mm. to a hospital logo, to a hospital website, to find a picture of this random nurse who just happens to be on this website. I feel like the description they had of what it was of this woman yeah. would be like, there's loads of people who work at any given hospital yeah. that could match that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's not like one nurse at a hospital, is there? Yeah, it, it felt a real stretch for me, that one. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the police work's done in five seconds in yeah. this movie. it's like... I don't, I don't know if I can forgive it for it, if, if I'm honest. Um, anyway, she finds an address. She goes, she finds an address out. There's a convoluted way how she does it, but she finds an address out for this nurse. And they. she goes to the house. Yeah, with, uh, with Danny. With Danny, yeah. Um, they're basically starting to do their own detective work now. Um, and the house is abandoned. Yeah, it's got like an eviction notice on yeah, it. It's, all, it's been padlocked. It's fencing up all around up. it. And it looks like nobody's been there for a very long time. Um, but just as they're looking through the gate, they hear some movement inside. Yeah. Um, so they try and get in. They can't get in the front because it's all boarded up. So they go around the side handily. The doors open. Yes. <laughs> um, they. So they go they, and start they, exploring around this. Yeah, house. and they find uh, newspaper clippings, documents. Loading this this lady tips. also appears to have lost a child. Yes. 
Um, and there's loads of like prescription pills dotted yeah. around all this there's, sort of stuff. Lots of pictures of the same kid in one yeah. room, all hanging from the walls and yeah. the ceilings, and um, and there is somebody inside. We see we see a figure in the background. They don't see it at this point, yeah. but we see it. There's like a figure in the background. Um, uh, apparently it smells in there quite bad. Danny's yeah. like retching all the way through this scene. There's no power. There's no lights. They, um, and they, it's a very creepy it. house, to be fair. Yeah, I d- it's a it's a I quite liked the scene of them just searching. Yeah, because it was quite clear that it was very random there's like danny pulls open a drawer at one point there's just loads of bouncy balls in there yeah like loads of them yeah nobody nobody knows why and, and then the next one's full of cockroaches yeah he um he goes upstairs and he opens the drawer and it's just yeah. full of cockroaches which attack him there's origami birds everywhere in one room like thousands of them all hanging from yeah. the ceiling it's just it was just all really weird danny freaks out when he finds the drawer of cockroaches and he leaves he's like he radios renee he's like i'm outside come out to me whenever you want but i'm not going back in that fucking creepy house she tries to get out and a door slams in her face. Yes. And she spots her figure at the end of a corridor. Well, before that, she she's looking through some wardrobes. Yeah. And she pulls some clothes aside and stuff. Uh, yeah, no dice. And then the camera pans down to the floor Yeah. in the wardrobe. And there's a little hatch. Yeah. And the hatch opens and a hand like yeah. slams out. That was weird. I'd forgotten it was, about it that. It was cool, I that bit down, but, yeah. but it was like, oh, where's that coming from? Yeah. Because there's only like a tiny little tap, trap door, but presumably this woman was living under the... Under the floors. Under the floors, yeah. Randomly. No, I hadn't. I'd, I've not even written that bit down, but I, I do remember it. Um, so this... She's trying to get through this door that's just slammed in her face to get out. And there's this ghostly figure at the other end of the corridor. Yeah. And then it's right next to her. Yeah, like, over her shoulder. Looking over her shoulder. But does she see it? I've put a ghost kind of attacks her. Yeah, but it's it's almost like she never mentions it, and she's not no. freaked out when she gets outside. No, but it was really close to her. So whether she's seen it or not, I don't. know. And I don't know if it was a poor edit. Yeah, or if it was a change of script or whatever. But yeah, she doesn't reference it. You're right. She doesn't reference it. It it vanishes right next to her, and eventually she gets out. She leaves. Um, Danny's still outside. He's all spooked. So they leave, and um, we cut away. Um, and then we move into what is possibly the best scene in the film. Yeah, it's easily. It's the best <laughs> bit of this movie. I'm glad you agree. Um, the van pulls up outside a supermarket, yep. like a small American mini-mart type Strange thing. things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's the van that we met earlier. Um, the lady gets out. She walks past these Still two... Still wearing a poncho. poncho. thing. She walks past these two hoodlums outside, almost like Jane Silent Bob hanging yeah. down outside. Um, and she goes inside. They're a bit more dangerous than Jane Silent Bob. Um, they like, fuck was that woman? What was she looking at? Um, so she goes in. She starts doing some shopping. Yeah. They come in. They start causing a bit of a disturbance. Yeah, they're like knocking stuff off the shelves, yeah. giving the shopkeep blip. Yeah. They're on like Instagram Live or Facebook yeah. Live or something. They're streaming live. They're like, you can't do anything to us. Yeah, we're filming. We're, we're live. Two cops then pull up outside these are they're two... passing yeah and, then, and they actually do proper good police yeah because they spot this van they're like oh that's that van that we're supposed to be on the lookout yeah, for because it killed our mate the other yeah. day um so they Let's go and have a look they get out they go and investigate um they go and have a look at the van nobody there so they go into the shop um as soon as they walk into the shop the lights start flickering yeah um and these they, they two... ask one of the hoodlums is that your van yeah and they get him down on the floor because he's like yeah He's it's it's becoming a situation already. Yeah. The guns are drawn straight away. One dude then freaks out. He grabs the lady from the van 
They're at the back of the shop. They're at the store. back of the shop. He grabs her so on the front like and puts, puts the gun at her. So he's got like a hostage now. And the cops are screaming, like, put your guns down, put your guns down. It's, it's a whole thing kicking yeah. off. It's quite a big scene. Um, and then out of nowhere, this dude at the back of the shop just shoots the lady cop in the... Right in the neck. Right in the neck. It's really, like, gurgly and... Yeah. So she's, she hits the deck and, and there's blood spurting yeah. everywhere. She's, she's down. And then suddenly he... He's obviously let go of the lady at this yeah. point. He gets lifted up into the air. Yeah, the light's gone out. Yeah, so and he's like floating now in midair. Um, so he starts letting his gun off all over the place. It's like shooting up the place. Um, the lady cop is dead. We find out at this point, uh, and then the dude just vanishes. He's just yeah dropped out of sight, and then a ghost appears behind the man cops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know these two cops' names, so it's Lady Cop and Man Cop. A ghost appears behind him, and then all of a sudden, there's a plastic bag over his head, which was quite like disturbing. Yeah. He's like trying to grab at this bag to get out, and then he starts lifting up in the air. Yeah, but the cop gets the plastic bag off his head, and he starts yeah shooting the place. So, so he shoots through the place, and then all of a sudden, he gets thrown across the store. Yeah, by by nothing, um, and it's all kicking off inside. So everybody's down now. The shopkeeper vanished. I don't know where he went, yeah, but everybody sure else is down. The lady's still in. The lady's gone as well. And then Rennie and. Danny turn up. Yeah. Because they've, they've had a call, obviously, to go and assist. They head inside after they see all this the van. is finished. They see yeah. the van. Head inside. They find all these bodies. So they basically find Lady Cop first. Yep. Then they find um, some of the hoodlums. One of the hoodlums is still alive. He grabs Renee's neck, uh, leg. But he, she doesn't help him in any way. She just no. pulls his hand off and walks away. And then they find the man cop. He's also dead. Teeth everywhere. There's teeth all over the floor. There's blood all over the floor. There's bullets holes everywhere. The The... Hoodlum that grabs Lamento. He's the makeup on him was quite good. He yeah, had like half off, his face off. Face off, yeah. And he, he must have caught one of the bullets. Yeah, yeah. They find the second cop dead. Yep, his teeth are all over the shop as well. It was. I thought it was a really good scene. It was, yeah. There was a lot going on. It yeah. was really, really, really good. I it thought. was. It was really gory as well. Yeah. More so than anything else in the rest of the movie. Yeah, there was a lot of blood flying around and yeah, gore going on. But again, it wasn't. It was our first like, real horror scene, though, wasn't it? It was there was ghosts yeah, but well, I, I guess what I'm saying is like even when you get to the the climactic scene at the end, they they decided that's not where we're putting our gore. Yeah, yeah, they back away from the. They gore were different, the end, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Just, I no, just think that's that. an interesting right. directorial choice. No, you've said that. You're right. They were very different. Yeah. Well, we get we'll get to the end, um, but it was our first real scene of horror. It's the first time we really see this ghostly figure. Yeah. The first time we see people getting thrown around and killed by it. Um, Renee heads to the back in the shop and decides she's going to watch the security camera footage. I think she was following a trail trying to see yeah, she was, where this yeah. lady was. Yeah, because there's a lady escaped out the back of the shop, yeah. basically. And she spots the security camera footage. So she watches that, but she watches it alone again. Yeah. Which I thought, well, somebody called you a liar last time you watched footage on your own. You'd probably call Danny in. But she didn't. She watched it alone. She sees pretty much everything that happened. Yeah, she sees that this lady was there. She was taken hostage. Yeah. And then it all And it all kicked off. off. She sees people flying through the air and that sort of thing. Um, but there are, it does keep cutting out. The lights keep going out. The cameras keep going out. Um, again, the crime scene happens. There's ambulances. There's yeah. cops everywhere out the front. And this same forensic lady turns up again. And she says, the cameras were dummies. Yeah, there's the, not any the real CCTV cameras in the cam- Yeah, because yeah. they don't record. Yeah, all, the cards are all blank and the cameras are not, not real. Mm-hmm. So what, she doesn't ask Renee why she keeps lying about seeing footage. But no. there's, there's definitely the implication of, why is Renee lying about seeing all this footage? Again, and I think a better movie 
does more with that. Yeah, you need to do more strand. with that, I think. It's the, it's the one weak point in this film, or one of the weak points in this film. Um, Renee reveals to Danny at this point that she's stolen a phone from the crime scene. Yeah. She's got one of the hoodlums phones that yeah. was... Um, Instagram was, like, living. Instagram living or Facebook living, whatever they were doing. Um, he freaks out and... Um, He's, he's like, you happy. cannot like, take evidence. You've crossed the line. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I can't yeah, be with you. Don't anymore. involve me in I'm this. I'm a rookie. This is my first like year on the job. You're going to ruin my career. Um, so Renee heads over to the mortuary. She meets this mortician guy. Oh, she get, no, first she goes to see a church pastor. Oh, yeah. I left that bit out. Because um, <laughs> it was his van. Did she uh, do that first? Oh, no, no. She doesn't go to see him now. She finds out about it now. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, 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 I didn't think that was yet. Yeah, so, so they find out that the van belongs to a church, church pastor. pastor. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. So in this sort of crime scene gathering in the car park, no one seems that bothered about how horrific these murders are. No, like we've been through all that gore and but and it's literally like oh, there's just been a it, yeah, it's like oh, there's some like, gangbangers because they put it down to normal. the two guys shooting up the cops and it's like yeah, these guys have got half their like faces off, gutted and, and smashed through the shit. Yeah, again, shelves that seems. In the yeah, there wasn't Important. enough of a reaction, was there? She heads over to the mortuary to talk to the mortician about these dead bodies. Yeah. Every time you see a mortician in a film, they're always the same character, aren't they? It's just like goofy, geeky, yeah. nerd of a guy yeah. who is worried about it. I'll do you a favour, but yeah. I'm worried about my job. It's exactly that guy. Um, so eventually she talks him into letting him letting her see the bodies and she wants to see the bodies because she wants to get into this phone yeah so she needs the thumbprint yeah um so she does she tries one it doesn't work so it's obviously not his phone she goes to the next guy gets in um and then when she gets in i thought there was a neat touch where she turns she goes to the settings and turns the fingerprint recognition off yeah because <laughs> for, for all the complaints we made about this film yeah this doesn't feel like the sort of film that would go to that detail. It went into that sort of level of detail. Because I was like, what's she doing in the settings? And then she turned the fingerprint recognition yeah. so she could get in again. But no, I, I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, same. Because I would it's exactly like, have that question. Because it would have been my next question. Because the next time she get, she goes home now and she's watching this footage on the yeah. phone, I'm like, well, how have you got back in the phone? So but, I like that she's But it doesn't line up that they chose to include that detail, but, but missed out some of that some stuff. The, the major detail, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she takes the phone home. She puts it on the TV. And there's one frame in this video of this guy and you, you can see the ghost in the yeah. background. There's like one yeah. split second frame where you can actually see this ghost in the it's background. It's behind him and then it's gone. Yeah. Cut back to work and Sarge uh, Hesper, whatever he's called, is doing another big speech. He's doing like his yeah. start of the day speech again. Yeah. He's like, right, it's a big day today. Yeah. We've got all this going on. Obviously, the atmosphere out there in the city is terrible Yeah. Uh, because of everything that's happened recently. Um, also, it's the wake... For everyone who died. Yeah, we're going to have one big wake for yeah. all these three cops that we've killed so far. Yeah. Not one for one. We're going to have one big one. So he's like, make sure that you go to this wake. I expect to see all of you there. And then we cut straight there. We go straight from that scene to the wake. Everybody is there. They're all in their like posh cop uniforms. I guess they have like special dressed uniforms yeah. for this sort of thing. Um, but Danny is drunk. Yes. In a bad way. He's, uh, he used to be, we find out that he used to be an alcoholic. And he's, he's, had, he's clean. Yeah. Before, he's had problems with drink before but he is now drunk um and he says i wasn't ready for any of this shit to rene that was that was his line she basically says to him you are you've got to help me out yeah you're my partner but you need to stop drinking she's going she's like look look yeah. i think this there's, there's obviously something weird going on here and yeah 
Something's like, not quite please, right. Please, I need your help. I need your help, but you've got to stop drinking. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm an alcoholic. alcoholic. Like, yeah. Just, I, it wasn't hinted at before, was it? And, I really yeah. didn't like this next scene either. So later on, Renee's at home. She gets a call for somebody from somebody on her phone on like a video call. Yeah. And when she answers it, the how, the video is pointing at her house. Yeah. So she's like, well, that's weird. So she goes outside. Then there's a knock on the door. So she goes outside. There's nobody there. There's just a blue light in the street. Yes. So the street's all lit up blue. And when she walks towards that light, she sees her son standing there in this light. Yeah. What's going on here? It's a bit weird. And then she gets right up close to him and then he just screams in her face because it's a jump scene. Yeah. All this is is a jump scene because then she I, wakes I, up and it turns dream. out to be a dream. Yeah. It's a completely... Padding. Padding. It's a, jump, it's a jump scene for the sake of doing a jump scene. It's one of one jump scene in the film. There's not yeah. many. But just like, it's a horror film. We have to put a jump scene in there. I really didn't like it. Um, next day, again, they're on patrol with uh, Danny and Rene. Um, he says, look, people are starting to talk about you. And I'm really scared for you and your job. Because people are thinking that you're not quite right. Um, then she says, look, I need you. I'm not. I'm not quite right. Something weird is going on. But I need you. She, again, she reiterates the fact that I need you to be here yeah. for me. Um this is the point now where she goes to see the but pastor. But she, she didn't want help from her husband. No. No, she's not told Which him anything about Because Yeah, she's, he says, because he says to her, oh, maybe she go on holiday. Yeah. Which, you know, fair enough. Come on, read the room, man. But, <laughs> uh, and she says to him, oh, there's a, I feel like there's a different reality that only I can see. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's, guess, let's, let's, let's pull on that thread a bit. Yeah, no, no, no let's not. So she goes to this church to see this pastor who she finds out owns this van, who she earlier found out owned this van. Um, and she asks him about this nurse. The nurse is called Tanisha. I think this is the first time we find yeah. her name. Um, and she asks him if she knows, if he, this pastor, if he knows her. Also, again, how has not a detective gone and already spoke to this guy? Yeah. She's just a... She's just a patrol cop. Yeah. And nobody seems to be investigating the murder of the no, cop. No, exactly. Or... The, the cop that died at the beginning. Nobody's investigating that. Yeah. Again, there's a, there's a whole potential subplot there of like the actual detectives detecting. Yeah. And, and being like, the way. stay the fuck off our case. Yeah. You know. But there isn't any of that. But there's, there's none pastor, of that. This yeah. pastor's surprised that somebody's come to yeah. talk to him. Um, But he says, yeah, Tanisha used to come here. She used to come here with her kid. Um, Her kid was deaf. But mad um, smart. But mad smart. <laughs> I've written that as well. <laughs> Um, he used to do he was 14 but he used to do a lot of volunteering yeah. work he's so he like, a great kid great kid help out in the community yeah um, and then unfortunately he was killed in a random shooting a while back and she kind of lost the plot a little bit yeah as she would so uh, and Lamento uh, says have you got an address for her yeah I'd really he's like, like to talk he, go, he gave her the van yeah he reported it's missing but he'd given it to her um, and he's, she says have you got an address he says yeah Here's an address where you down. might find her yeah. or you write something down. And it's like, she goes there straight away and it's like an old, I've written an old factory. It's a flop house. A what? Flop house. What's a flop house? No, we've been doing this before. Okay. It's a, it's a place where... Flops go. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's like an abandoned old... abandoned building full of like... Drugs you know, and yeah. deadheads. But it is like an old factory, isn't it? It's not like a house. It's yeah. Like, it's an old... Yeah. I think it said mill, but that doesn't sound right. The now. old mill. The old mill. <laughs> um, so it goes there... There's no, there's a load of old druggies there. Um, but then she finds a room that is full of origami birds. Yes. 
So she's like, well, this must be Tanisha's room because either he's, these are all in her house. As well. uh, there, and there, again, there's a load more newspaper cuttings about uh, Demarco Brands. Yes. So she finds out, then she finds a box of paperwork on in the bottom of like the wardrobe yeah. area, and when she opens that up, there's loads of pictures of cops. Yeah. And some of them are crossed out, and because they're dead, these yes. are the three dead cops have crossed out. But she she's in one of the pictures. Yes. Uh, Kesper's in one. Danny's in one. Yeah. He's got pictures of all the cops that we've met so far in this film. Um, and then she sees a camera, like a, yes, a little web CCTV webcam blah. type thing. But again, that doesn't really come of anything either because she leaves at that point. As soon as she sees that, she leaves. Um, and then she, when she leaves, she calls Kesper. She's like, I've got some evidence here. I need to talk to you. Um, but she gets his voicemail. Yeah. Um, then this bit confused me because she calls Danny yeah. and says, I need your help. Yeah. Can you come and help me? And he says, yeah, I'll be there in an hour. Yeah, because he was drunk. Yeah. Because he was like, he wanted to try and, I guess, wanted to try and sober up after an hour. But then she goes to his house. Yeah. So did she realise he was drunk then? Or? She must have. Again, that wasn't very clearly. No, she didn't give him an hour, I don't think. No, because we literally <laughs> cut to her outside straight, his house. Straight to his house, yeah. yeah. So she goes to his house. He's got a really nice house for a rookie cop. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> lovely house. Not as nice as hers. That shower in that bathroom. Yeah. It was a bit blood splattered, but well. um, She goes to his house. He's the door's open and he's not responding. She's shouting for him. He's not responding. So being a cop, she draws her gun because she's in a partner's house. Um, uh, but she does, unfortunately, she finds Danny in the shower dead. Uh, he has a gunshot wound. Yeah. Uh, I've written shot himself, question mark. Me too. Um, there doesn't appear to be a gun on the floor, but... That's a very good point. Maybe he did. Um, anyway, she finds a suicide note saying, I'm sorry, Danny. That's all it says. Yep. And next to that is a USB stick in, yes, a, in a baggie. So he's left to something. So she goes outside, heads outside to her car to plug this USB stick into her laptop, yeah. I guess. And she sees some footage on there. And it's body cam footage, hence the name of the film. Uh, and it's some cops. There's four cops. So it's Danny. Yeah. It's the cop who died, was killed at the start. Yeah. And it's this bold guy who we met at the wake earlier. Yeah, like he's been old, in the background. Yeah, he's an old cop. Uh, been who around is for a long time. Officer Pender. Pender. Okay. Yeah. And um, one other. There's, and, there's and four cops. And another cop, yeah. yeah. Um, and they are shouting at a kid who's in the distance trying to get him to stop. They want yeah. to talk to him. He's running. He's running, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to stop Again, him. Again, it's absolutely pissing it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always raining. It's always dark. It's always raining in this film. I think there's one scene in the daytime and yeah. that's at that wake. Um, they he doesn't respond. This kid who they're chasing down, so they shoot him. Yeah, Pender shoots him. Pender shoots him because he's running away from them. Yeah. Um, they go to head the. He's now on the floor. He's not dead, but he's not in a good way. They head over to him. They roll him over. They find out that it is just a kid, and then some. One of them realizes that he's deaf. Yeah. Don't know how, but they realize they go through his stuff. So maybe he's got something in his back yeah. that acknowledges plus he's moaning isn't he he's, yeah, he's, he's like, like he can't talk, talk he can't yeah, yeah can't talk um, properly so the cops start freaking out at this point they've just shot a kid a deaf kid in the street yeah they're not happy um danny's like we've got to call an ambulance we've got to call an ambulance yeah this uh, is like first case then. yeah uh and and the others just want to walk away yeah the basically. others kind of like gather around into a circle to find out figure out what yeah. they can do and pender comes over to danny's like can i trust you have you got my back? Because yeah. I've just shot this 14-year-old deaf kid. Um, no one needs to know about it. No one needs to know about it. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, we can't just leave him here alive. 
So Kesper gets a plastic bag and no, not Kesper, Pender yep. gets a plastic bag and puts it over his head and kills him. Sure. Oh, it's all on this footage that Renee's now watching. Which explains the plastic bag from earlier on. It does indeed. It's very heavy, that scene. Yeah. Very like dark and deep. It was a t- it was a tough watch, that scene, I'm not gonna lie. It was like it was hard to watch. It was it was well done. Yeah. This is where I, I struggle with this movie because it felt like it was too good for this movie. Yes, I'd agree with that. It's it's completely different to the rest tone to the rest of the movie. And that's why I'm not sure if this works as a horror. No. I don't know if the whole, the social commentary, the balance between that and the horror was not successfully balanced. Yeah, that, that's a very fair point. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah. That is a fair point. Rene, we cut back to Rene. She's crying in the car now because she knows exactly what's happened now. Um, she calls Kesper again and she's like, I need to show you what I have. And... She then goes back to this old abandoned factory to try and find Tanisha. Yeah, she wants to talk to her still. Yeah. And Kesper pulls up outside. He arrives. He's obviously told her to meet him there. Um, and he, she says, they go on the roof randomly. I don't yeah, really I don't understand why. They, go up, the they go up onto the roof. And he, she says, look, he says to her, tell me what you have. Yeah. So she does. And he then pulls his gun on her. Yeah. Quite yeah. a lot. Um, and obvious. also Pender's with him. He's brought Pender with him to this meeting. So Kesper's obviously complicit. He knows what's happened here. So yeah, so he was he was not at the scene, but he knows about it and he is Cause she's, actively covering it up. She says to him, have you seen this footage? And he says, I don't need to have seen yeah. it. He, he hasn't seen it. Yeah. He doesn't need to, but he knows what happens and he knows he's going to help his yeah. cop mates cover it up. Um, so they're, they're having this freeway standoff. They're all screaming at each other and arguing. And then Pender just out of nowhere just shoots her. Yeah. Shoots Renee completely out of nowhere. I was like, it made me jump because I, was, yeah. I wasn't expecting Shoots her in the chest, though. Yeah, he does shoot her. Because uh, he's chest. like, it's a warning. Yeah, because she's got a vest on. She's got a vest on. on. Yeah, she's fully geared up. Yeah. And he says, next one's going to be in your head. head. Yeah. And then the lights start flickering. Uh, and we know now from the history of this film that that's not a good sign. Um, And then Tanisha's there. Yeah. She, conf- she says her first words to this film. She looks at Pender and she says, You killed my son. And then Kesper just knocks her out. Yeah. Literally takes her down. Pistol whips her. Pistol whips her. I've just put, here's Mr. Ghost. (laughs) Yeah. And then the ghost is behind him, um, right behind Kesper. Um, Pender sees this straight away and he's like, fuck, what the fuck is that? And he's kind of freaking out. And Kesper turns around and then suddenly he gets pulled out of shot. Yeah. He gets like mashed mashed up up to the ceiling. Yeah. The first pullback is really good because he kind of disappears into the darkness. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I quite like when that happens in horror films because it is really freaky. It is cool. It, it happens cool a lot in horror effect. films. It's a, yeah. it's a trope. It happens a lot. But it is a cool little effect. Um, then, yeah, like you say, he's all of a sudden he's on the ceiling and he's getting smashed up. It's like Vecna's got him all of a sudden. His, his arms are breaking and everything. And then he hits the deck and he, he's dead. Rene, in all of this kerfuffle, Rene and Tanisha have managed to leave, get out of the room. Yeah. The other cop, Pender, he flees as well. Yeah, the ghost is after him next. Yeah, so he's kind of getting stalked around the place. You can see the ghost appearing and disappearing around him. Um, and then he, come, he comes, turns a corner and Renee's standing there looking at him and she shoots him in the arm. Yes. Um, and then she says to him, the next one will be in your head, which I liked. Yeah, it was cool. Scene. Um, and then all of a sudden the ghost grabs him around the throat and pulls his tongue out. 
Yes. Through his throat. Yeah. This old grizzly bit I of grizzle comes out. About that. Yeah, yeah, pulls his tongue out. And then lifts him up, raises him up, um, throws him up into the ceiling, and then he lands back first over a pipe, yeah. kind of bent double. Um, and then Renee starts freaking out because she's the only cop left now. She was on these pictures. This ghost clearly got she it was in on the for hit her. List. But Tanisha says to her, don't worry, he won't come after you whilst yeah. you're with me. No, he says he knows you're he with knows me. He knows you're with me, yes, yeah. something along those lines. Um, then the crime scene thing happens I've, again. There's... I just thought, how are they going to explain this in the report? Yeah, the, I don't know how you're explaining <laughs> what's happened here. <laughs> really don't. There's two mangled cops upstairs and two women downstairs. Um, but the, the crime scene thing appears again. There's loads of ambulances, loads of cop cars, loads of flashing blue and red lights. Um, everyone gets put in. I thought everyone's in either an ambulance or a hearse. Yes. <laughs> and then Renee's sitting in the back of an ambulance with like a blanket over us. Films like this always end this way. Yes. And she looks Tanisha's over. Tanisha's on like, the next, next car, o- next next car ambulance over, over. With, a, with a blanket over her. And then they, she looks over and they're both their kids are standing next to each other. Yeah. So the de- deaf 14-year-old and Renee's kid is kind of standing next to each other yeah. and looking back at her. And then they just turn and walk away together. Yeah, they both see them. The, the ladies both see the kids. They ladies smile at each other. and Yeah. The kids walk away. Yeah. And we cut away. And then we cut forward in time a little bit, I believe, because... It's a news report. It's a news report, and it's unnecessary, I think. Yeah, because uh, it turns <laughs> out Sergeant Casper's still alive. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck he survived that. No. He was being mangled all over the place. Uh, which is also really against this whole ghost thing, because he was killing everyone. He was killed everyone except for... So why would he leave him alive? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. doesn't make any sense. This, this whole bit is not needed in this film. So it turns out Casper survived. He's facing trial... He's been found guilty, this is all from the news report, yeah. of corruption in the police force. Corruption, corruption Corru- conspiracy. And uh, It turns out Rene has brought down the whole department. Yeah. She's, She's managed like, to prove this has happened. Th- this woman is now a hero. Yeah. And she gets commended for that. And then the film ends. Because the film realised, oh crap, if we kill him, where's the evidence going to come from? To Yeah. Yeah. I think this film could have ended when those two kids walked away. Yeah. You don't need any of this. Uh, and then it just it ends there. So that maybe could have been a post-credit scene or something. I don't mm. know. It, it was. It felt unnecessary. Overall, then, Nick, what did you think of Body Count? I I thought it was a really messy film with some really good sequences in it. Yes, I'd agree with that. I think that's a really good way of putting it. It's 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 a mess. It doesn't know what it is. It's... At times, I thought I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, for minutes at a time. I think overall, I did enjoy it. And then I came away thinking, oh, this is trying to do too much. It is. There's too it's, many ideas here. It's like, and the good scenes weren't necessarily all the horror scenes. The, like you say, the flashback of when uh, Tanisha's son is killed. Yeah. It's properly dramatic and yeah, tragic. Yeah, really is. And it's really horrible. well done. And I did, but I did finish that portion of this movie and think, well, that was too good for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah. There's there's all sorts going on in there. There's, there's, there's procedural crime dramas. There is a cop drama at the same time there's a horror film going on at the same time there's a social commentary on the blacks versus the cops yeah there's all sorts going on in this film and it, it's too much there's too much going on and it can't and it doesn't do it any together. of them well yeah. it it yeah. does them all mediocre and doesn't do any of them well whereas if you focus on one area this is a straight up horror film this is a, it's a good idea for a horror film this is a ghost going after the cops that killed him hmm. fine i'm on board with that but don't make it a social commentary on black politics at the same time. It's It doesn't need all of that. There's, there's too much going on. It almost does a disservice to those causes. Yeah. 
by it being a subplot. Yeah, by half-arsing it. When there's plenty of I films think... out there that don't, and I don't, I don't, it, it tried to, it tried to be too many things. Yeah, putting that idea into a horror film is good. It works, but it's just too much of it. Yeah, I also you needed a good. You need another hour to be able to tell that story properly. I think you. Yeah, I think this. This sounds maybe it sounds way over ambitious, but I think you could do an epic horror social movie yeah it could be but it needs another hour and i don't know who would ever finance that nobody nobody's (laughs) nobody's financing a two and a half hour horror film but it's a good idea for a story but it's never you can never do it well in the time that you've got yeah you're basically telling two two uh, two stories but that that sort of force taking out corrupt cops yeah there's something there that's a that's a good idea Mm, definitely Uh, i thought that the, the horror scenes were good they are they are quite spooky. You know, the, the scene in the supermarket a, a, is brilliant. A, a ghost that is on the side of good, you know, because it's it's defending yeah. these these communities that are, um, you know, need need help or hmm. or you know are being abused by the very power that is supposed to be protecting them. Yeah. There's, there's that that is a great idea. Yeah, it is a great idea. Um, there's there's some good ideas in this film that is just too ambitious. The, the horror scenes are good though. The scene in the supermarket is really good. This, it's spooky. That it's sequence tense. is great. It's great. The finale, the finale scene in the mill is okay. It's not long enough. It doesn't, there's no, the, the tension doesn't have time to build in that. It just happens too quickly. I, I also don't think Mary J. Blige has got this performance in her. I think you're right. She's flat. Yeah, I think, I she's, think that's fair. She's fine. She's all, she, but she's nothing more than fine. But she's, it's, fl- it's flat. Yeah. She's not. I don't think she's got the range. When she's on screen on her own, she's okay. But when she's exposed to other actors... And has to do acting, acting with other people. she That's where they outshine. The guy who plays Danny is... Nat Wolf is much better. Yeah. And he plays that part quite well. And David Sayers is going to act anybody off the screen. But... Yeah, I think you're right. She just doesn't seem to quite hit that mark. I don't think the supporting cast is great either. So, um, like the other cops, Pender, he's not great. No. Uh, and the guy was taken at the start. He's he's in it. Obviously, various. I, I, they weren't memorable. Either. No, the the woman who played Tanisha as well. She's she doesn't have a lot to do. She's just there to look creepy. She's wasted. But she's completely wasted, and she's maybe this, this, this is a compliment hidden in an insult. But she's maybe too pretty for that part. She she doesn't look like a rundown old hmm. woman who's being haunted by a son of a ghost. A son of a ghost. Ghost of a son. <laughs> you son of a ghost. <laughs> son of a ghost. The casting's not quite right. I thought Nat Wolf was really good, and I thought David Zayas was really good. But David Zayas is playing a sergeant and a cop. A cop sergeant is a, he's basically playing. It's what Batista did next after Dexter. Yeah, it's the same role. <laughs> um, but no, it just doesn't quite hit all its marks. I don't think it's a shame because it's a, it is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's because of all that, I'm still not quite sure. I'm with you. Where I am on it. I wanted this. I wanted to really like it. What's What's the best thing about it? It's, it's that sequence in the in the supermarket. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a proper good horror movie sequence. Yeah, it's good. It's a good horror. Scene. This this look. There's two standout sequences. It's that, and it's the flashback of the yeah of the kid being being murdered. Yeah, but they don't feel like the same film. No, you watch not those at two all. scenes in isolation. Yeah, it's like watching two completely different films. Yeah. So what would you change? I think you're recasting Mary J. Blige. I think yeah. you have to do that. Um, and then pick a pick an angle. Yeah. If you 
go be a horror film or be a social political commentary. You can't be both, I don't think. Not not with this much story to tell. Not at this level. Yeah. I think it can be done. I think this is just trying to be too much. It's ambitious yeah. for this scale, isn't it? Of for this scale of movie, it's it's too much. But having said that, I mean it's it's kind of admirable that they've admirable that they've gone for it. Yeah. It's not a bad film. We're making it sound like a bad film. Yeah. It's not a bad film. Well it's a good story. We'll, we'll come to well that done. when we get to the stream table. Which we're at. Because <laughs> Do you want to talk stream table? Well yeah, because despite all those issues, I, I was kind of looking at this yesterday and thinking I don't know if I liked this movie, but I kind of feel like it might be the second best movie I've seen <laughs> this season. Shall we go through the stream table yeah. from the bottom? So currently at ninth we've got set up. At eighth we've got eight remains, which I'm happy with uniformity of that <laughs> uh, seventh is target six is comes a bright day five is the land of steady habits four is the parts you lose three is all at sea two is last week's movie pentagram and currently number one is ross cook's wildcard summit of the gods so are you thinking it's second or third easily it's better than all at sea yeah which we've just literally just slagged it off the last hour but <laughs> it is better that it is the third best film we've seen this season I, I, it isn't as good as pentagram i don't think I think, oh, well, I, I think it's a similar it's, argument to when I was talking about the parts you lose last week. Yeah. But if this could have just stuck a bit more of its... If this was just a bit more disciplined, I think it's, it's the second best movie we've seen. Yeah. Because it is so messy, I don't think I can quite put it past pentagram what we talked the thing the reason pentagram got there last week is because it was so tight it knew what it was doing and it stuck to its own rules didn't over this film try to over this film doesn't do any of those things it isn't tight it can't stick to its own rules it doesn't know what it is yeah there's no way that it's a better film than pentagram but it is a better film than all at sea because i think it's closer than that for me it is close don't get me wrong but i think for those reasons pentagram has to stick it at number two and I think body cam goes at number three. No, I don't disagree with you. I just, I think it's, for me, it's very close because uh, this, the parts you lose and all at sea are messy because it feels like someone got bored halfway through them. Yeah. This is messy because it's just. Trying to do it, too much. Yeah, it's aiming higher than it's got the capability to hit, I yeah, think. I think you're right. Um. But yeah, yeah, third, 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 third best movie. Yeah, we've seen this season. Madness. Two and a three which, in two weeks. You know, which feels crazy because I'm not sure if I really liked it. <laughs> oh, I really liked parts of it. Yeah. And that's where I have my final word <laughs> it, it, on it. Yeah, same. It can't go any higher than where it is, I don't think. So that just leaves us to pick next week's film. Indeed. Robin's got the week off. Oh, hello. Sam Mulholland has played his wild card. Oh, interesting. Interesting. He's going after Ross. Sam usually goes first, so it's interesting that he's not gone first. Okay, fine. So uh, he's picked a film for us to watch. Um, he had a few options, but I'd seen everything he'd sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> he kept sending me films. I was like, I've seen it. Sorry, mate. I've seen it. Um, but he has picked one that is called The Trip. Okay. Ever heard of The Trip? No, I don't think so. It's not that uh, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon TV show. It's not, no. <laughs> Um, it's last year. It's 2021. Oh, so a, new. a little baby movie. It's also not in the English language. Okay. It is based in Norway. Okay. And it is Norwegian and Swedish. 
Lovely. So there are Nords and Swedes in this film. It's 15. It runs for nearly two hours. 153. Okay. Where we're at. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. It is described on here as an action comedy horror thriller. Lovely. That's what we like. Uh, a dysfunctional couple head to a remote cabin to reconnect, but each has intentions to kill the other. Before they can carry out their plans, unexpected visitors arrive and they face a greater danger. Oh. One who's in it? Yes, please. Numi Rapace. Okay. She's mm. usually good. Yep. We've seen her before on the show. Yes. What happened to Monday? What happened to Monday? It's really, really high up. That was season. a fun movie. It was a very fun movie. Um, loads of other Nords and Swedes are in this film. Um, so yeah, it's uh, currently rated on IMDb at 6.9. Oh, wow. So Sam's going for it. Sam wants to retain his title <laughs> of, the num- of the number one wildcarder. So yeah, we're going to watch that. Yeah. Excited? Why has Sam got a wildcard? Because he's a Patreon. Yeah. All of our Patreons get a wildcard if they're at the top level. Yeah. And we get them as well. So every season, sometimes a wild card is played <laughs> and people pick the film. They give Robin the week off yep. and they pick the film that we're going to watch next week, which Sam has just done. Ross did it earlier in the season with Summit of the Gods. He's currently at the top of the stream. So Sam's got some work to do with uh, the trip. And then that just leaves me, you and Jordan Shenton to play ours to see if we can knock whoever's going to be number one. Indeed. On. It's exciting times. I love the wild card race. It's fun. So that gives us a lot of fun to talk about. So yeah, go out and watch the trip. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, if you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And our website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded, all six season stream tables, loads of other cool stuff. And you can even have some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream. Paddling pool. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice right now. Yeah. I'm boiling in here. <laughs> My back's like a paddling pool right now. Oh, lovely. <laughs> um yeah good do that and then check us out on patreon patreon.com slash bottom of the stream for a couple of quid every month you will get early access to the movie show episodes you'll get bonus episodes you'll get all sorts of cool stuff nick writes a newsletter every month there's you get a wild card like we've just mentioned if you come in at the top level you'll get that and it really helps us out because we need some new mic stands (laughs) (laughs) because you keep hearing them in these episodes um after you've done all that head over to discord discord link will be in the show notes on there we just have a lot of fun. There's loads of cool people in there to chat to. There's loads of nice movie fans. We do watch-alongs. We play games. We've got a watch-along planned for next Sunday. Yeah, we have. We're going to watch Robert 2. Because we've watched Robert. Robert we, we liked it. So we're going to watch another one. Yeah, so if you want to join uh, join in time for that, drop uh, into the Discord and come and say hi. Seriously, and... you don't need to have seen Robert to watch Robert 2, I don't <laughs> think. We can, t- we can give you a synopsis in two minutes, which we'll probably do before we start the watch-along anyway. Yeah. So yeah, come along and join us in there. The Discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes. If you can spare a few minutes, please leave us a review or a rating anywhere you can review or rate podcasts. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podchaser, iHeartRadio, Pandora, anywhere that you're finding us. uh, Just give us a shout, give us a review, give us a rating. It really helps spread the news, spread the word about our little show. It really, really does. It's a lot of fun. And... Come and talk to us. Come, come and talk, talk to, to us. us in Discord. Join us in the Discord. Come and talk to us. And then go out and watch The Trip. And we'll come back on Monday for The Wave. And next Thursday to talk about The Trip. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>